Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, folks, it's Matt Zachary, and welcome to Vax On, a weekly segment of my podcast, Out of Patience, right here on the Offscript Network. Hey, I'm Alura Nanos. I'm a lawyer, a journalist, a mom of a teenage narcoleptic, and a professional big mouth. Lou and I go back 30 years as best friends, and we're here to have fun and bring you a layperson's guide to what the hell just happened this week in healthcare as America gets its vax on and shows COVID the door. We're here together to learn, complain, and include you in the conversation. So join us on Twitter at VaxOnPod and share your stories and grievances using the hashtag VaxOn. All right, Matt, let's get at it. Mics are on. Anything you say can and will be used against you in the court of law. You have the right to an attorney. Yeah, I don't really have the right to remain silent. I have the right, but it's not advisable since we're making a podcast. You have the right to wear a mask. <laughs> you could choose not to and claim freedom. My fantasy football team is called Anti-Helmet 1776. <laughs> Concussion what? <laughs> All that said. Where's Allura? I don't know. She's in fucking Mexico. Okay. I mean, I approve. She's in Vaxico. <laughs> she is in Vaxico. <laughs> we talked about them uh, pulling off what the Chinese did in Disneyland. They cordoned off 30,000 people. Yes. They pulled the Hunger Games or a Squid Game in Disneyland in China. <laughs> They're going to do that in uh, wherever she is, uh, Cabo or something. Where is she in Mexico? Uh, she's going to have to tell us next week. That's true. Good for her. Hello, Andrew. Hello, Matt. Stepping in for Elura. I'm going to be Elura today. I'm going to do my very best. You look fine. Uh, let, let's see if I can do a good Elura. Let's get at it. Close. Let's get at it. That's uh, not her at all. She is not a basso. <laughs> she is an alto. <laughs> Well, I have my check-in and you have your check-in. We both got boosted. We did. And you won the boosting game because you were fine. And I spent 41 hours under a blanket. And I lost eight pounds. See there. You know, did I really win the boost? Because I did not lose but eight pounds. But you don't need to lose eight pounds. You're well, a slender gentleman. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you. That's very kind. <laughs> but uh, I did not have any uh, ad additional benefits beyond the uh, enhanced robustness of uh, my body's ability to despikeify the coronavirus. Well, don't make me infertile. Because <laughs> God knows, you know, none of the sperm I have left from cancer, you know, stand a chance against your your royal awesomeness of antibodies. Yeah. It's, your spikiness. It's true. It's true. I mean... You know, the, the, the new expert on the field, quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Um, That's a sport, right? Given us quarterback lots of football. Yes. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's quite a good quarterback and not as proficient a public health expert, it turns out. Really? I'm astonished too. Didn't he go to doctor school? <laughs> uh, yeah. He has his doctorate in throwing a football. Wow. Okay. And Does calling, he and calling plays. 
his his head is overinflated with inaccurate information. Okay. Well, as long as he fancies himself a scientist, he's having a good time. Okay. He's enjoying this uh, this new flavor to his. Uh, okay. Well. Kudos to his publicist. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, he's doing a great job. Well, speaking of doing a great job, it looks like the planet is slowly healing itself. I read over half the planet has had vaccinations. Amazing, isn't it? That's like four billion people. Yeah, at least their first shot. That's amazing. Yeah, it's a it, it is a moment to celebrate and to sit in awe of. Uh, it, despite everything, despite all the countervailing forces, de despite all of the self-interested fictions that people are putting out into our mental landscape, we've still managed to vaccinate with at least one shot over half the planet, over half of humanity. And some people still don't think it's safe. Oh, yeah. Quite a few people. Right. How many billions of people do you need <laughs> to prove that it's safe? It's been a dismaying five years, let's say. Yeah. To me. I think that's to, fair. To just look back and, uh, and realize just uh, perhaps how much, how much I personally overestimated uh, so many other humans here on Earth. Yeah. Meanwhile, they think we're going to die and we think they're going to die. <laughs> this literally is like Squid Game for immunology. Yeah. I, I, I frankly don't think I truly understand what an anti-vaxxer thinks is going to happen to me. Uh, it seems to vary wildly from person to person depending on their own. Well, that that their chip own... inside you is going to burst through your chest like an alien. Right. I mean, there, there's, there are chips. Basically, any frightening condition is, is on the list of possible things that anti-vaxxers will talk about. Um, Despite the fact that it didn't show up anywhere in any of the studies that were done before these vaccines were released for public use. I don't know. I'm going back to flat earth. Well, because there's so much raw data on flat earth being the truth, right? <sighs> but I digress. This is called a face mic. Are you ready to hear, hear what a face mic sounds What's like? What's a face mic? Oh. <laughs> you might need to amplify that a bit, Bree. Yes. The face mic. Producer Bree. For the win. <laughs> but the who? The who? Not the band. The World Health Organization. Although, all praise the who, clearly. We, adultery only. Apparently, we will be fooled again. <laughs> all right. They're claiming that 70% of the world's population will be vaccinated by the end of next year, which is a year from now. And they think between now and the end of 2022... We're going to get control of the virus, which I don't know what that means, but we can hopefully reduce disease and death. I'm seeing the hill. What? What's the what's the I'm not a Bible guy. What? Something above the mountains. I don't know. Are you thinking about the the mountaintop or? Yeah, that, that or phrase. The, the light at the end of the tunnel. Thank or you. The city on a hill. That you sort of thing. Are Mr. Metaphor today. <laughs> but the, the Delta wave will wrap up this month and represent the last major COVID surge. Famous last words. Yeah, let's hope so. Uh, let's hope that all of those unvaccinated bodies don't serve as a nursery for the next uh, horrifying variant. I'm I'm certainly done with this, uh, this particular movie, and I don't want a sequel. Well, COVID-19 is still expected to remain a major contributor to illness and death for years to come. Hooray! Yeah, like the flu. Uh, it, it's endemic. 
rather than a pandemic. Yes. A new word people have to learn. Endemic. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. And uh, we certainly do welcome this downgrading of this experience. And we're, we're printing business cards again, aren't we? Um, as we speak recording this, there's a conference going on in Boston with a whole bunch of my cronies and peers called CNS. Shout out to those guys. And Ritesh Patel, who was on my show last week, is there in person. Stacey Hurt, who's been on my show. Jen Horanjeff. All of our friends are live in person with no masks, having a fabulous time in a completely safe environment. Astonishing. I have no interest in traveling. <laughs> I don't care what they're doing. Well, I'm traveling next week. And you are. soon you're going to have to start getting on airplanes again as well. <sighs> I mean, I don't know when they're going to get the masks off the airplanes. I think that's the one deterrent for me. Just wear, I mean, again, it's not like I'm not going to fly if I have to. It's just annoying. It's a good annoying, but it's an annoying thing that one day we hopefully won't have to have again. Yeah, it's true. You know, when it comes to the politicization of masks, um, it reminds me of something that happened when I was in college. What was her name? On campus. No, on campus. <laughs> on campus, the uh, the gay rights group. What was his name? The student gay rights group. Uh <laughs> Men and women, they they did this little sort of prank. They declared, they put up posters early one morning declaring today to be Jeans Day, uh, saying, remember to wear jeans today if you support gay rights. The result, of course, was that lots of students who considered themselves to be conservative put jeans on that day and actually wound up running home back to their dorms to change out of jeans so as not to be seen supporting gay rights. And I think that something similar has happened with masks. This thing which would have been absolutely normal, standard, reasonable, had it not been politicized, would have been something that we'd all happily do with perhaps a little bit of grumbling. Well, remember that movie, The Fog? No. All right. The Fog, basically, it's a horror movie. It's really bad. Yes. But the fog comes in and like it melts you. Oh. But apparently if you did something, the fog wouldn't melt you. So, of course, everyone did the thing that kept the fog from melting you. If COVID melted you, we'd all be wearing the thing that made you not melt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it, if it was just a, a much more visible and immediate and horror film-like effect. Ebola, for example. Yes. I would do anything in my power to not get Ebola. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, I don't I, I don't think we can argue that coronavirus is something that uh, has a minimal uh, non-dramatic effect on people. That is true. Well, so apparently this is going to be a gradual evolution. Experts from the Imperial College. Uh, we're going to be dealing with this as a more persistent virus. It's just going to be part of humanity. We're Another layer of icing on the cake, which is not the best metaphor per se, but it does lead us to how this is going to be less horrible, which leads us to our part that I can't sing but do anyway, Sir Moment, <laughs> with Sirmo, 1.3 million doctors that we poll on your behalf, listeners, and this goes back to the new pill. No, not that kind of pill, the COVID pill. Andrew, what you got? So here's what we've got. There is a cheap antidepressant that has proven to reduce the need for hospitalization among high-risk adults with COVID-19. This drug, fluvoxamine, Gesundheit. <laughs> thank you, would cost $4 for a course of COVID-19 treatment. By comparison, these antibody-4 treatments cost about $2,000, and Merck's experimental antiviral pill for COVID-19 is about $700 per course. 
So basically what we asked Sermo to ask their doctors uh, are questions like, were you previously aware of the drug? 60% said yes, which is surprising to me. I didn't. It's an antidepressant, a low dose antidepressant. I, and, and were you familiar with it? No. Okay. Very interesting. Uh, 79% of the doctors polled said that they have patients who are high risk COVID-19 patients. And 90% said they'd be willing to prescribe an existing medication such as fluvoxamine. And finally, 93% agree that in time, multiple treatments will be used to treat COVID-19. Well, all right. So benefits here, A, try not to die from COVID even more and be a little happier at the same time. <laughs> exactly. We call those non-adverse events. Indeed. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's fantastic when we realize that there's another positive use for an existing drug. I can just see the commercial now. You know, are you sad? Are you lonely? Try fluvoxamine, the old drug you never heard of that's made a resurgence when you get COVID and are still kind of sad. Side effects may include not dying and being happier. And Wheatfield. <laughs> All right. <laughs> On that note, it's time for commercials. Stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we're back. We are? We are. I, I feel like I'm back. I'm still kind of here. Yeah. I'm I am like maybe almost 24 hours past my 41 hour break from my COVID vaccine. So I'm eh, maybe 90%. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll do some, uh, some meditation over, over in the conference room soon after this conversation, okay. this show. Agreed. And, uh, and we'll make sure that you are 100% present. Okay. So speaking of being present- is there about to be a whole lot more people present in the United States? I see what you did there. Boom. Christmas is coming up and there'll be presents. It's true. We could, we could riff on that word for, until the cows come home. What? What am I talking about? So basically, 
one thing I noticed recently, we're, we're in the financial district. Our studio is in the financial district mm-hmm. of Manhattan, close to the South Street Seaport, not far away from a ferry terminal, not far away from One World Trade Center. And uh, one of the storefronts downstairs recently opened up. The weed store? <laughs> not talking about the weed store, not talking about the pizza shop, not talking about P.F. Chang's. I am talking about the New York gift and souvenir store. Oh, with the thousand Statue of Liberty things? Bobbleheads, I love New York shirts, etc. The tourists are back. Opened up about two weeks ago in anticipation of the announcement we're about to talk about, which is that the U.S. is now letting vaccinated international travelers back in. To our country to clog our sidewalks and uh, fill our coffers with frivolous revenue and bring tons of iPhone and Androids of just people staring at things and doing Instagram. Yes. Yes. It's it's uh, it's time for the selfie sticks to come back to New York City. Oh, my goodness. Maybe that was a kind of a benefit. <laughs> I have to pick something, <laughs> the end of selfie sticks for 22 months. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was listening to the radio this morning. And, the what? Uh, the, the, the radio. I've heard about that. And uh, they, were, they were talking to the, uh, the head of the American Museum of Natural History. And she was looking forward to the return of all of these tourists. This, of course, made me think, I better get to all of the museums in New York City Before as soon as possible. <laughs> Limited time offer. <laughs> We're being reinvaded. Oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, it's a good problem to have because this goes back to how everyone and their mother were like, New York is dead. Manhattan's dead. It's never going to come back ever. And meanwhile, it bounced back. All the wood boards up on Fifth Avenue are gone. The stores are back. The streets are crowded enough without the tourists showing up. And you know what? I think we did all right. Yeah. Each one of these stories, each one of these fictions, each one of these things that uh, one really oughtn't to believe, but which one believes anyway, such as the notion that New York is going to die, it's got to be informed somehow by a desire for that thing to be true. Uh, and that's a mystery to me. What 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 makes a person adopt a position that's against New York? I mean, at least flee the place because of rent costs. Don't flee the place because of apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, a- a- exactly. This this is a, a a beating heart of civilization, and uh, and it's a beautiful place, uh, full of full of people from every background coexisting to the extent that they can. It is not dead. It is the opposite. So I notice here in the news update that unvaccinated Americans and children under the age of 18 are exempt from the requirement, but must take a test within one day of travel. Yes, the bar is set lower for Americans. (laughs) Because reasons. Yes, it's true. Well, you know, they are citizens after all, so they need to uh, be allowed to come back. So we're allowed to go abroad to a country that accepts us, regardless of our vaccination status, unless that country mandates it on their side. But coming back to the U.S., we don't need to have vaccination status. That just seems, I mean, I guess like we can't not let American citizens back on American soil. Right. But at least give them the minimally viable opportunity to prove they're not a harmful threat. Yeah, I, I, I guess that they need to take a test once they're back within mm-hmm. one day. Right. So that's how they cover off there. So let's wrap up with one more story that's relevant to you and I specifically and many, many other parents all over the country, which is that the vaccinations for children 5 to 11 has been approved for EUA, not fully FDA 
approved. I have children under 12. You have children under 12. I'm fine with getting my kids vaccinated. They're getting it next week at the pediatrician's office. Where are you with your kids? Well, uh, we checked in with our pediatrician. We felt very confident before doing so. But of course, uh, when she said, I have absolutely no hesitation about saying that your kids should get vaccinated, we went ahead and made that happen. And, and our own particular path toward getting Henry and Maggie vaccinated was that uh, we made a reservation at City Field for Saturday at two o'clock. But then on Saturday morning, a friend of ours from the neighborhood texted us and said, hey, there's a pop-up vaccination bus at the park four blocks away from you. Was it the Muppet bus? <laughs> it sounded like the Muppet bus in several cases. It had to be the electric mayhem. Please say it was the electric mayhem. <laughs> Animal was in the back saying, where am I? <laughs> <laughs> it was bizarre. He has not aged well, just for the record. <laughs> yes. So it, it was a walk-up situation. So these pop-up sites throughout the city, uh, very Googleable if you're in New York City. Uh, there are these pop-up locations. They are walk-up situations. We talked to a woman with an iPad who got the kids registered, and then we got on the bus. There were three nurses on the bus. And uh, they took care of administering the vaccinations. Both kids were very cool about it. And they got a lollipop and they got stickers. And I have to say that my kids as well were spared any side effects. Well, good for you. I do hope my children are spared the side effects that I had. Either way, we're talking about... Uh, good problems to have. Good problems to have, exactly. So my wife observed on Facebook, something I have not used in seven years, and I'm very happy to have not be using Facebook in that time, that the minute one of her friends put on Facebook that she had her kids vaccinated, five friends deleted her. And I think this just speaks to the further polarization of do we even want to tell the planet that our kids got vaccinated? Not that I care about idiots that want to unfriend me or delete me because they disagree with me, but I, I don't care at this point. But what's the point of even announcing this? Just live your life and do it as if it were the 80s. Yeah, we've uh, we're, we're absolutely overthinking this. Yes, uh, it, this is I think that the best starting point is to is to think about the way that you re react to the danger of COVID-19 in the same way that you react to the danger of malaria or polio or any of the other endemics for which you routinely get vaccinated. Yeah. And if you're thinking about this in some sort of separate category, simply because there are tons of media cycles being blown on it, then you ought to rethink your approach to thinking about COVID-19. I mean, I'd like to believe our listenership, and we love our listenership, is kind of on our side here. And we're all nodding our heads while hearing us say these things. And if again, if you happen to be in a conversation with people who have a opposing view, don't confront them. Have a conversation with them. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. In, in the outro to our show, you'll hear the phone number you can call to leave a message for us with your own thoughts on this. We're very interested in hearing from you. Yeah. So with that said, before we go. We want to announce right here today the launch of a brand new series here at Offscript Health called The Big Screen. 
a three-part limited series about the history of cancer screenings, how COVID kind of fucked everything up, and what we can expect over the next decade of quote-unquote progress in medicine, making sure that everyone has the opportunity to hopefully not die from cancer. And you can check that out at thebigscreenpodcast.com. That's thebigscreenpodcast.com, or just search The Big Screen wherever you listen to your podcasts. In listening to these episodes, uh, I actually wound up signing up for cancer screenings myself, having learned which screenings I should be signing up for. Uh, and I think that you should do the same thing. Hello, Andrews Colon. <laughs> Film at 11. Looking good there, buddy. So make sure you turn off your TV before 11. <laughs> All right. With that said, this concludes this episode, this Elluralist but Andrewful episode of Vaxon. Thanks, Matt. All right. Have a good week, everyone. Bye now. That's all for now. If you like Vaxon, be sure to subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, follow us on social, and tell all your friends to listen. Tell us your shit show of a healthcare story by leaving a message for us at 855-AUDIO-66, and we might just use it in a future show. Vaxon is a product of Offscript Health. We are a healthcare engagement company built for patients and caregivers by patients and caregivers. Our executive producers are Matthew Zachary and Andrew McDowell. Our senior producer is Brianna Seely. Our hosts are Matthew Zachary and Alora Nanos. It is recorded, mixed, and edited by Brianna Seely. For advertising and media inquiries, email media at offscriptnot.com. That's media at offscript.com. For more information, visit offscript.com. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.